What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week. I always call you guys the creators, the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the outliers, the anti-status quoers, the just people wanting to figure it out and do it their own way or you know follow their dream or follow your own path, create your own definition of success, which I'll get into here in a second. Um, but you know, sometimes in the world, world, excuse me, in the world at large, uh, you know, you can be questioned as to why would you do that? Why would you go this way instead of that way? Um, why make this choice versus that choice? Um, and maybe that hurts in the moment or people just don't understand you, don't get you. I definitely get you. My guests get you. (laughs) We are definitely in alignment. Um, you know, for those of you that are newer, because I know we've got a lot of newer listeners as well, too. You know, my older listeners will tell you, um, we don't glamorize or glorify success here um, because success is a very, very, very arbitrary word that you have to define on your own path, on your own way. It cannot be just some title or metric. It it has to come from resonating something deeper with inside of you, or you'll always be searching for something external to validate it. So, I always I created the show initially to say, look, let's not focus on, you know, all of these end results that are often glamorized in media, which we're also realizing how much are uh, not as glamorous <laughs> so much. But but let, let's focus on ourselves. Let's focus on even when our guests are on the, the individual. What are they learning in real time in the things that they're building and how are they applying it to different areas of their life, whether it be in business or creativity or, you know, uh, or health or finance or relationships or whatever it might be. And so we really like to dive deeper into those. And for my newer listeners, it's nice to meet you guys. Thank you for being here. I'm Matt Gottesman. You can reach out on Instagram at Matt Gottesman. You guys know I answer each and every single text, DM, reply, response, whatever on the wall, you name it for the last eight years. It's about community. I'm not ever stopping ever. So, and literally you guys, there's usually about two to three people who test me each week. Um, in the DM that if I'm not connected to them, they say, I'm just testing to see if you're going to answer this um, because you said it on the podcast. And I do. And they're always like amazed, like you really are managing this. Uh, so, you know, yeah, we're a community. That's how it works, right? So I appreciate you guys. We have another incredible guest today. And we're going to be talking about a variety of topics, um, you know, in leadership, in soul, in intention, in having a more balanced and harmonious state. These topics right now are really, really good in general for what the heck is going on <laughs> with the world at large. You know, we just had the last podcast and we have this one, you know, we just talked about forgiveness and love. Now we're talking about balance and har- uh, harmony, you know, and uh, leadership. And, you know, and we're also going to look at, you know, how our inner being is being tested during this time of massive transformation, transition. There's a lot going on at a very spiritual level Um, far greater than what we sometimes can see at a very physical level. And, you know, that's not always exciting and fun. In fact, quite traumatic and emotional in some ways, depending on, you know, uh, how things are being presented right now. Right. And so we're going to ground ourselves here a little bit. Um, And um, I've got Amir uh, Glogau. Right. Did I say that right? Glogau? Amir Glogau. Glogau. Do you guys hear this man's voice? I I thought I had a deep voice. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Yeah, he's a CEO and founder, uh, co-founder of Guidely, um, and uh, but with an incredible past, um, very visionary, passionate leader. He successfully started uh, and exited four businesses and has revitalized a dozen others, totaling over 500 million in realized value. His parallel lifelong experiences with personal development led him to craft his proprietary soul leadership methodology designed to align your intentions, choices, and actions. And he believes that every day is a gift, one best opened with an open heart and a bit of dark chocolate, which he did actually just bring me here into the studio, by the way. But um, we just spoke about this. We just talked about an open heart. um, And an open heart is an honest heart. So um, when we say that it's hurt, we're really talking about our ego. We're not necessarily talking about our, our open, honest, loving heart, which isn't really having any attachments or, um, you know, it's, it's committed to truth and honor and respect of another as well, not only ourselves. So, Amir, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's really exciting. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I remember the, the first time we sat down, and I might have gone on a rant or two, so I'm now going <laughs> to let you do that. But you have a really cool past, and um, I'd love for people to see. It's rare that um, I love talking about business and spirituality because I think that they they very much go together, and they're very much individual paths that also serve each other. So it's great to have someone else on that like has a, a, such a substantial business background, but also a substantial spiritual one too, and a part a journey that will never end for you. So um, I would love if you can give a little bit of the you know the background. You can go as far back as a kid if you want, all the way to like you know now with Guidely and, and talking about what Guidely is doing and, and what you know the future of what you'd like it to do and uh, all the things. Sure. So you know I, I born and raised in Israel, um, and um, mom was born in Morocco and mm-hmm. immigrated to Israel. Dad was born in Austria and uh, mm-hmm. got off, out of Austria right before the war. So um, I'm, a, I'm a result of a collision between two very different uh, worlds. Um, I, uh, on my dad's, I think it was his um, 80th birthday, I told him, um, I gave a short speech, and I said, uh, I would get, get angry every day exactly at 4 o'clock. So the, the hot blood is the Moroccan side, and uh, the punctuali- punctuality comes from the uh, Austrian side, you know, the Yeke. Um, grew up in Israel, um, you know, did, uh, did the, the typical route, served the military, Air Force, uh, for three years and studied accounting, uh, became a CPA with Arthur Anderson way back mm-hmm. when, uh, that firm is, uh, now part of Ernst & Young. Mm-hmm. Um, so had a very, I would say, I, I can't say boring, uh, journey because in every point that I on my journey, my military service, I got a very unique position that was unusual for, you know, the journey I was on. Arthur Anderson, I spent time, you know, doing very unique um, work, not so much audit, uh, and always attracted, you know, kind of uh, interesting things, not just, um, um, and, and life got me to realize that, you know, there were, I, I, I had, um, challenges like we all do and uh, those challenges kept me from very young age uh, kept me looking deep into the meaning beyond Um, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about uh, my spiritual journey in a second but uh, but I will say that every step of the way you know I've been I've been seeking I've been looking for you know deeper meaning and understanding and 
I think it's a way of living at this point. It's not just a, a journey that has a start and an end. It's just a way of living. And uh, so it's a lifelong learning, if you will. Amen. Yeah. And um, after, after when did when did your entrepreneurial journey start? Um, and good follow up question to that: Did that uh, become a catalyst for even more spiritual work? And the reason I ask that is because, you know, entrepreneurship. <laughs> it's like a joke amongst my community. It's like entrepreneurship is the fast track to personal growth because you learn so much about yourself that you didn't know before that you have to almost in some ways confront and you're like, oh, I hadn't thought about that before. And what does that really mean for me? And why am I really doing anything? And how am I really doing it, et cetera? So was, you know, I'd love to hear about the entrepreneur, like when you jumped, start into that world and, and how that affects you spiritually. So, so I think everything you do wholeheartedly um, is a catalyst for spiritual growth. Um, you know, marriage, right? Parenting, uh, inter entrepreneurial. I mean, and even if you are a minimum wage employee in a company, if you're open to, to it, you will use that as a catalyst uh, for personal growth. And... Um, so so anyway, so on my I go back to my journey. Mm -hmm. So, you know, had a very routine kind of um, got a degree, graduated um, uh, with um, whatever it's called uh, cum laude, mm -hmm. and uh, was a student a student uh, after my high school. By the way, I gave my parents so much grief uh, during high school and shame, and uh, <laughs> they, they, they could not be more embarrassed with their son. Only only <laughs> later in life uh, they they had a little bit of um, pride. And um, and got into the tech space in Israel mm -hmm. and saw entrepreneurs. This is way long long before um, you know startup nation yeah. was uh, was coined or was wow. seen as startup nation. And spent probably fifteen years in different tech um, you know spaces, enterprise software, semiconductors, you name it. Grew companies from you know starting something with a napkin. And, and an idea that today is traded in the Shanghai Stock Exchange at $6 billion mm -hmm. or, you know, have other. And, um, and and I've watched this and, you know, I got a little bit of that bug in me. And I've always done, you know, different entrepreneurial things, but never really had the guts to, you know, go on my own journey uh, until later in life. And uh, after selling uh, two companies in the early 2000s, um, I kind of took a break. My my closest friend, who is, has come up uh, for me today several times, got brain cancer, and I spent about a year with him. I took some time off, and I spent a year with him um, doing brain surgeries and treatments and, mm -hmm. and you name it. Um, and he got better, by the way. He beat all the stats and, and all the gloomy um, estimates of doctors. And uh, Instead of living, you know, three to six months, he lived uh, for seven years and mm. really good life. So then I moved here to the U.S. really as an entrepreneur and acquired a business in Florida and went through ups and downs. Very quickly after I bought the business, it went uh, into Chapter 11 mm. because of uh, regulation or, or legislative changes that reduced reimbursement rates in the healthcare space and got us into a really bad uh, situation. So dealt with a lot of difficult 
very stressful, very challenging. Investors that stood behind me, lenders and employees and clients, and it's really hard. And we turned it around. Uh, that's one of my turnarounds. Mm. Uh, mine doesn't turn around. Uh, and um, and yeah, so so and then moved on to other business and businesses and moved here uh, to Phoenix, Arizona, about ten years ago. And I love it here. I think it's probably one of my uh, preferred places to live in in the world, uh, alongside Israel. So as long as I keep my place in Israel and I can have one foot there and one foot here, I feel at home. From one desert to the next, <laughs> <laughs> the desert's healing. Uh, I think I, I heard that a long time ago, and I didn't understand it until I was here more. It's a very healing place. Um, yeah. There's a lot of healing attributes about the desert, you know, um, and uh, and then just in general, there's there's something very um, beautiful about and grounding about being here, yeah. you know. So, um, guidely, yeah, that's your newest one. And, and first of all, t- for the, of all the listeners, because uh, we've got a lot of people who are they are either spiritual or they're into spirituality or they're into mentorship, they're mm-hmm. into um, you know, uh, learning and education and they get the online world, online education, all that stuff. Um, and, and how all of these amazing people now are connecting online. So I'd love for you to talk about Godly, what it is and then what got you into it. Yeah. So, so, so Godly is a marketplace connecting individual Mm -hmm. individuals with, um, guides, which is an inclusive name for mentor, coach, healer, therapist, counselor, Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody that walked the path that you're about to embark on and have the tools uh, to show you and support you on the way as you walk through your own path. And, um, you know, we, we all get to those phases in life when we say, what, what do I do next? Like, what, how do I get through this? This is like the darkest tunnel that I could ever imagine. Mm. And how, how do you find the right support for you at that time? And it's not a Googleable thing and it's not um you know you can ask your friend who went through something similar but you know take career change or divorce or um but they only know what's right for Mm -hmm. them what worked for them that doesn't necessarily mean what is going to work for you is going to be the same thing Mm -hmm. so finding that right match and the right connection is our primary focus and my co-founder and partner, Shannon, um, who you have met as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. is doing, I mean, really literally holding a magic stick and doing miracles in the way she matches individuals with guides. And we get then response and said, oh my God, how did you know? Mm. And, you know, she must have known on some other mm-hmm. level. Um, and to other uh, answer your other question, you know, my, my personal development journey really started very early on. I Let's mean, talk I, about it. Let's I, talk I, about I, it. I read <laughs> Seth speak when I was 15, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied yoga when I was, you know, 21. Mm-hmm. I started yoga, which is, you know, we're not going to talk ages here, but we're talking early, <laughs> early 80s. Um, and, um, and, you know, have had a guru in India for 12 years. Uh, traveled and spent time with him and with his sadhguru and uh, mm. um, studied shamanism, studied Kabbalah, studied Sufism a little bit, and um, have really explored different different modalities over over the years. and And really, um, every time tried a different way to integrate what I've learned. And 
And by the way, the best way to integrate is to find resistance and to find conflict and then see, oh, and I thought <coughs> I read this text and I knew this. And then you realize that this is a great theory and a great story and a great line and a great podcast and a great movie or whatever it is. But how do I integrate that into my life? That is the real question. Because mm-hmm. we keep making mistakes every single day. Yep. And those mistakes, what we call mistakes, I don't necessarily, I think mistakes is not necessarily the right. I call them signals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great way. Are an invitation for us mm-hmm. to, you know, embody another part, learn something new, um, and, and get, um, get another layer of ourselves integrated. So, mm. yeah. you know, um, I like the idea of uh, find resistance or wherever you're having resistance to integrate the lesson, to integrate the, the reading or the teaching or, and all these things. You know, the, one of the, the biggest things that I, I found on my journey as I was reading all these great things was, but I have to practice them. Because <clears throat> if we don't practice them, there's no context. There's no growth. You know, and, I, I, and so I, I, I love and encourage everybody, you know, it's great reading all these things. But you can inject yourself right into the movement of practicing literally anywhere. And to your point, we're making mistakes every single day, you know. Uh, so I've been told um, movement and resistance are mm-hmm. great places to start. And that also another great way to integrate is we're not meant to be solo artists in this world. So whether in business or in relationships or in you know marriage or whatever it is, um, when we have other people in our life, hopefully good people, but you know, other not so good people teach us plenty, but, um, but you know, depending on where you're at in your level of growth, you know, and I think this originally came from, from one of the rabbis that uh, we were talking to, he said, you're good, you're good, but you could be great. <laughs> and this is years ago, it was about eight years ago, he said, do you have a running mate? Um, because that's when we get to truly integrate what we've learned and we get to take ourselves to the next level because when we're, we're responsible for just ourselves is one thing, but when we're responsible for others or others are challenging us in a way to be better, be better, be better, be better. That's how we get to really understand the context behind the lessons that we're, you know, learning or reading about, right? Yeah, so, so you know, we're, we're both uh, touching the um, personal development space and there is, a, there is a, one of our guides um, out of LA who I met uh, just uh, the other the other day mm-hmm. uh, was saying, you know, part of the branding of the whole personal development space is there. There is an underlying assumption that there is something wrong with us, mm. and, nope. um, and and I think it's it's really a profound observation yeah. because we, you know, the whole concept of you can be better is that that means that I'm not good enough right now, mm, mm. right? So I can be- get better. And, and there is a, a balancing art between, you know, wanting to get better and being satisfied and accepting and loving ourselves where we are with all the mistakes we've yes. done. with grace. all and Grace, yeah. And being in a position where we truly, you know, are, are in satisfying satisfied mode Mm -hmm. so you know the concept of a mistake or success or those are all judgment statements yes and you know if if you're running a business and you're an entrepreneur and you're meeting resistance or meeting what you would call failure 
or you know when we first launched guidely we engaged a software development company that developed a product that just didn't work and we gave it another month and another month and mm. six months later the product si- still didn't work and we had to pivot and and we it it felt like failure but the only way to deal w- for me was to embrace it look at it and see what did we learn during this time what can we how did that serve us, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there was, th- this experience is a service. Mm-hmm. So how did that serve us? And, and really look at what are the essence of what we have built in that time and pivot from that to something different. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, the navigating through the journey of life is, you know, every minute. This is not something that happens in a conference room, in a boardroom, on a Zoom. It's mm-hmm. every minute, like right now. What is the next question you're going to ask me? How will I respond? How, I'm, you know, my breath, your your being, everything with everything we do. Mm. Mm. So, one the balance of. I'm so good. I I love who I am with the signal, not the mistake, but the signal, um, and the idea of how do I pivot and um, expand on it from here. And when you were talking about the business, you know, I, I, I love to bring up the whole thing. I don't like the word failure. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that, like, I, I think it's because society put this title on it. So you were talking about titles. Put this title on it um, of, like, um, that this is, you know, your, um, um, you failed. That's it. You know, it's, it's you know, wh- whatever you want to call it. I look at it as, like, oh, I have the ability to see something that didn't work. Now I know what to do next. Now I know what to do next, I know what to do next, and so forth and so on. And so I think it's it's like interesting when we take it more like that, like, oh, what am I missing here? What am I not seeing? And when you brought up about Godly, it's like, well, what are we missing here that we need to do better? Why isn't this working out? And it's your to your point about like life. Like, do you do you think people just get too caught up in the metric or the title and the judgments of the way people place emphasis on these things? So so I think what happens is is we grow up um, and we're being taught that ju- judgment is a necessary evil, right? And we just learn to integrate and, and implement it in every aspect. Mm-hmm. And the concept of, am I good enough? Am I doing the right thing? How is my dad going to see this? How is my mom going to th- see that? My partner, my kids, my business partners, whoever it is, and we seek constantly approval. So. We haven't talked much about uh, soul leadership, but um, we can get right into that. But but <laughs> we, I, I want to go right into that uh, because the second part. I mean, so so in in a nutshell, soul leadership is really the alignment of three elements. One is uh, the intentions, and um, when I talk about intentions, I'm, I talk about the emotional intentions. How do I want to feel? It's not like I want guidely to be you know, a, a billion dollar worth, or mm-hmm. I want uh, this podcast to have 10 million downloads, or I want to feel that I'm in a place where I am doing my, I serve the community that I mm-hmm. serve, that I'm sharing the gift, that I'm supporting people in their on their growth, uh, that and I'm living on my purpose. That's what how I, I want to feel. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the, the second element is the choice. And the choice is really how do I, it's, I, I, I do the analogy to glasses, what filter through which I see the, the world, right? How do I interpret reality? 
and is it is it for me or is it to me hmm. and um, hmm. and you know when covid started i i gave a couple of thoughts about soul leadership and i said you know everybody was in the mood of oh my god what just happened and one and it was hard i mean later i think you know a lot of people kind of came out with you know use it for look at no airplanes no this no that i mean nature is reviving and um and you get to spend time with the people you love until you had enough and um hmm. th- but the idea is is really how do you interpret everything that that shows up to you how do you and i think that's one of our biggest freedoms if you will in life how do we interpret events um because that's the space between between the action and the reaction right i mean it's the interpretation and s- based on that interpretation comes up an emotion and that emotion is really what controls the reaction that we have to something so that's the choice and then the third element is the action what kind of uh, is it are are the actions we take are truly in alignment with our um intentions and our choices and also in alignment with who we are it's like you know i i want to feel great in my body uh i want to feel uh vitality i want to feel you know whatever it is right and and how do i the choice that i have is how do i interpret the way my physics right now oh did i eat bad did i drink bad did i do this did i you know this I get too easy tempted to whatever dark chocolate right <laughs> um, and then the action is like how do I what kind of diet or intake do I mm-hmm. choose or what kind of workout do I choose is it truly something that that is in alignment with who I am and what's right for me and if I do all of those in alignment with uh, with each other then I really operate from a higher level Very from a soul so. lev- level with less resistance so I go back to your question about the what happens in the resistance in the in when you meet a challenge it's that point of interpretation how do you interpret that challenge if you if you interpret that as oh i don't want to play that game anymore i'm getting divorced or i don't want to play that game anymore i want to fire my boss or res- quit my job or or close shut down the business or whatever and that doesn't mean that you have to stick to something forever right whether it's marriage or partnership or but but you we got to look at what's the where does this choice comes from right i uh i think our choices are so powerful in understanding better about why the outcomes are happening that are happening when we have this relationship with um you know i, I, I we might have talked about this when we first met mm-hmm. but it was um it was um bruce lee that said you know let's think not just only being attacked physically but verbally instead of being so quick to respond to what we perceive is happening you know we or to react we can respond accordingly by having first an understanding and a knowing of what am i actually feeling inside is this in relation to me is this not in relation to me what is it bringing up for me what is it going to what what does it what is it showing me what is it telling me and what choice will I make to what I do next? Not a choice based on a reaction, but a choice based on my knowing. He's like, if you practice that enough times, 
you'll get very good at it and be able to do it in fractions of a second. He's like, yeah, in the beginning, it's a little slow. You can even excuse yourself. <laughs> you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he's like, you can literally even excuse yourself. Like, oh, I got to step out for a minute. <laughs> you know? I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick and have a talk. But, but then um, we can integrate this, um, this knowing. And as we make these choices, life does become more of a like, oh, I can see the initial connection between how I'm feeling what choice I make to do next based on if I'm in alignment with my heart and my intuition at that moment. And then um, it doesn't matter with the chaos of the world that's happening around me. Um, I'm able to, you know, to, um, I'm independent of it. And if I'm independent of it, I'm the creator of what I'm doing. Right. And there's power in that. There's, there's confidence and then there's, um, but there's also a lot of humility in that because you have to really break down the fiber of your being to have, a, to have that kind of level of relationship with yourself at the same time too, right? Yeah, so, you know, we interviewed on Guidely. Um, we, do, we do kind of inspirational live interviews with uh, thought leaders in our space and we interviewed um, Harville Hendricks and uh, Heli Lakali Hunt uh, his partner, who mm-hmm. wrote the book uh, "Getting the Love You Want," which I believe sold over five million copies, and mm-hmm. um, created the Imago therapy, and they they're now founding a, a dialogue movement that is called I think they call it Safe Conversations, <coughs> because one of the things that happens mm-hmm. in conversations is that we we're very quick to respond, mm-hmm. and by the way, most time react, not really respond that there is a difference between reaction and, and really and response. But they developed a method many, many years ago, method of communication, where you first read back to the, the one who is communicating to you um, what you just heard to make sure that you actually heard accurately and everything that they actually said. And, mm-hmm. then, and then you show empathy to how they feel. And then you actually yes. create a logic, you know, it makes sense for me that you would feel that way um, because, you know, I would feel the same way mm. if, I, if that's what I heard, mm. if that's what I experienced. Yeah. And the ability yes. to actually be present mm-hmm. for another while we think, well, do I need to always hold space for another? It's actually a healing process for us. Mm-hmm. So for the one holding the space, it's also a healing Very process. Yeah. I, I love that you bring that up. Mo- most people don't. I've almost never heard it that way. Mm. And um, holding space is very much a. Um, it's healing. Well, for me, if I'm thinking out loud about you know the healing for me, it's that. Um, my ability to integrate that which I'm constantly learning about myself. Mm. And in doing so, when I'm listening to this person, it's, it's also, it's interesting because people say, well, wow, I can say anything. I'm like, cause I'm not judging you, but it's get, it's my practice of not being able to judge. I was like, so I need it. We need the reciprocal relationship in the process. I was like, of course, I'm, I mean, innately, I'm not going to, I mean, really, you could really tell me <laughs> I mean, something so bad. And I've had people tell me like stuff that they're like, Man, I've been able to tell nobody this is really bad. I'm like, if you're looking for labels, yeah. But like, you think you're the only one and you think you're the only one that does these things and you know, and so on all this other stuff. So, but to your point, um, holding space is also the ability to practice that which, you know, 
um, are the very the essence of the things that we believe in in participating in. Mm-hmm. So we need the reciprocal relationship. Otherwise, you know, again, back to like, I can only learn so much as a solo artist. And, and you know, and while Rabbi was making it in, into partnership, but it, he, but the, the bigger picture is that like our relationship to another human, another soul. I, I, I feel weird sometimes when I say human, <laughs> Just go, but I mean, you know, but to another individual in this world. Um, and so holding space is a very big deal. It's very healing. So, so, so all of our relationships in life are the practice zone for our relationships with ourselves. Mm. So when we, when we're again in, in romantic, intimate relationships, whether it's uh, business relationships, whether it's, you know, your basketball team or whatever it is, that relationship, those people that are around us, that they hold the mirrors for us. Yes. And they help us really see, <laughs> you know, the parts in us that we it's love. It's so true. And the parts that we don't yeah. care for that much. Okay. And that's what helps us really develop that relationships with parts in ourselves that we, so when somebody says I'm, I'm an idiot, you know, it really depends who's the one says that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about I'm numb to whoever says whatever, right? If it's something, mm-hmm. someone important to you, it, it hurts and right. it does hurt the ego and it's okay that it hurts the ego, by the way. The ego is, uh, can be a friend. I'm, I'm the one, you know, I love Eckhart Tolle and, uh, and his book, New Earth, is one of my right. favorite books. Um, but I, I'm not, um, I'm not um, completely in alignment with the idea of eliminating the, uh, the ego. I think the ego brings us a lot of good things, including yes. doing spiritual and you know growth and, and development. But I think it's if we do develop the ego mm-hmm. to the level that it can be our ally and help us understand and grow and develop and be more present, and then that's great. But if we try to just shut it down, you know, put it in some basement, it's not really working for us, or it's working for a mm-hmm. period of time. I love that. Um, I had a, a friend of mine, uh, and he's come on the podcast. Um, we talked about the ego, mm. and um, we talked about it as negotiating with your ego. Right? We need the ego. It's healthy to have it. It's a revealer of things for ourselves. And so we had this um, conversation before the podcast, and it was this idea of if you can have a relationship with your ego. You guys can begin to understand each other, you know, even though it's it's you, it's yourself, but you can begin to understand yourself and you can almost have conversations with your ego and say, what's this about? What is this about? Like as if you were to a friend, what is this about? Okay. So you're worried about this, 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 and this. Okay. Here's my thoughts of why I want to go do this, this, and this. Can we agree that we both like the outcome of this potential thing I want to go do? Okay, but you're worried about this, this, and this. Thank you, because I'm thanking you, ego, because you know, you're know you trying to protect or your fight or flight or whatever it might be. Thank you, I appreciate you. Now we start to have kind of like, instead, because he was like, if we fight our ego more, or we try to eliminate it, oh, it's gonna come back even harder on us. If we try to negotiate with our ego, mm-hmm. we actually work together, oh, I get it. You're worried about these. And by the way, thank you for those things that you're worried about. I might want to be on the lookout for those things as well, too. I appreciate you. Thank you, ego. 
you know. So, so you know, we, we, we talked in kind of high, um, high terminology here, and, and but this is very practical. Very. Very practical. So we, we call it what, what you describe as a dialogue with the ego. I, I know as a voice dialogue. So mm-hmm. yeah. having, <laughs> having dialogue with the different voices in yes. your head. Yes, uh, The one that is you know in, responsible for your well-being, your mm-hmm. physical well-being, the one responsible for your financial well-being, the mm-hmm. one responsible for your whatever, right? And we have contracts with each of them. Yes. And when I've done... Um, one of the coaching that I've done with um, a guy that I love and, and appreciate who is a guide on Guidely, uh, Tim Kelly, who's done purpose work with you know U.S. presidents mm-hmm. and country leaders and whatever, one of the things we did through, you know, in the work that we did together was creating, literally doing facilitated conversations and renegotiating contracts with the voices, our mm-hmm. inner voices, mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not just it, that it comes up right now. That's the role that that voice sees that they hold. Mm-hmm. And until you redefine, renegotiate and redefine that role, it really will continue to mm-hmm. act that way. Mm-hmm. Even if you put it on pause for a second, it won't come back, you know. So, so I, I absolutely, you know, love that, that method and I believe in it. And, um, and I think it's a, it's a profound way to live not just in yes. the personal development classroom, mm-hmm. but in real life with your parenting, your mm-hmm. partnership, your business, in real life to integrate that into your life and say, well, wait, I want to hear from a different place. I can't hear you right now. Mm-hmm. I need to go to whatever it is that you know you talked about earlier to take a break to clean the space so I can hear you when mm-hmm. you talk from that emotional charge that you are in and and really hear and feel you and it will be a healing process for both of us or mm-hmm. vice versa hey I really need you to hear me for a second mm-hmm. I really need you to hear me for a second because this is not the let, let's let's redefine um, let's re remember remind ourselves what's our intention in our relationship mm-hmm. we want to be in integrity we want to be yes. in flow we want to be in truth we want to be in whatever we we created around ourselves i'm committed to that now in that i feel a little challenged because of whatever let's have that conversation mm-hmm. <coughs> i love that you bring this up because while i've always been a communicator my communication level has expanded because of the communication I'm having with myself. Mm. So to your point about the negotiating with self, I've had, I created a deeper relationship with myself and like in loving myself even more. So that way, because if we can get easily swayed when people project on us, which we already know, we already know that if they're projecting, there's something going on with them. Okay, cool. We can, ha- there's one level of like, okay, there's something going on with them. Fine. But the next level is how do we then re- create space? How do we reverse it? So when they're projecting on us, we like reverse it and say, hey, I'm here for you. How- let me see how I can help you and support what's going on here mm-hmm. and disarm them like that, which yeah. I have done in business. It's funny. I, I, I've told this story on the podcast before, but, and I won't ever use names, but I remember, <laughs> I remember somebody was like, going on a tear in me uh, as a as the 30 party consultant and another consultant 
and the other person was a consultant, and I was just showing everything beautiful we had done. I mean, it was so systemized. As you started to kind of say, we're just we're very systemized on things. And after a while, I was like, oh, this person's having worthiness issues. I'm like, like, because I, I, I was thinking of the Bruce Lee thing, and I'm like, Maddie, like, what's going on? Like, what do you think is going on? What do you? What's coming up for you? Do you think that she's experiencing that or he's experiencing that? You know, you always think mm-hmm. about the other person. Yeah. And then I did, and I had to stop, and I said, what's going on? Like, you must have so many different moving pieces of everything. What do you need the most as your top priorities? And me and the team will definitely support you in all of that and help you. Mm-hmm. Completely disarmed mm-hmm. with a sigh of relief. Like, I don't know. There's so much. I'm like, I totally get you. I was like, and here's everything that we've done. So we've built the foundation, which will also probably support this, 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 and this. But if there's other areas too you need support, we got you. Yeah. And she, and this person was able to just, with such relief, feel seen, felt, and heard. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to integrate that in the business world. I'm like, ah, oh, because it's because like the more the value we were delivering. And I remember this from when I done big corporate like consulting. I was like, oh, okay, when you go the ego, like, <laughs> so the more value you drive the other person may feel less validated or threatened, not by your value, but yeah, kind of sometimes because like, are they doing enough? Are they worthy? They've got this position. They've got to feel like they're doing enough and they got to, sometimes they can, they create chaos to, to solve their own chaos, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be. But they, the reason I was able to do that is because of a lot of the conversations I can have with myself and the more, so meaning that I'm not easy, able to be tripped up by other people right away because I can check in with someone like, I think we did everything actually the best we possibly could here. And if I miss something like, cool, I, I thank you so much for the mistake and, you know, you know, or the signal and uh, we'll, we'll correct it, you know? And it was funny as even as early as last week that that happened. Like, so you don't get easily as rattled when we, our first relationship is with ourself, when we're constantly like cultivating that like inner dialogue with ourselves. So, so that's a, that's a great point. And I, and I think um, what I've learned at least for me is that, um, if, if I'm doing a relationship just with myself, um, life is very, seems to be easier. Mm. Um, and, um, and one of my teachers uh, made the analogy when I made this observation, he said it's like uh, going to the gym and trying to build muscle without um, lifting any weight, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Did you ever try and build muscle without weights? It doesn't, you need the resistance. Osmosis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need the resistance to yes. build muscle. Yes. So same in our spiritual world. We need the resistance. We, we need it. It's not that it's, you know, this gets in my way and I, let's get it out of my way. No, we need it so that we can actually build the, the spiritual or the mental muscle. And that's the idea that, that I think we're all in, why we bring in and we invite, on a spiritual level, we invite partner that presents us those experiences and whether it's, again, in business, in life, in whatever, whatever phase you're on your path, <coughs> you know, you, you just invite those people to be that resistance mm-hmm. to, First, we'll see all the light and whatever, but very quickly, we'll find that resistance that is, wait a minute, okay, that's my next, call it dumbbell, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, that I need to learn to work with. I think the greater we can, the simpler we can make concepts at a very, because, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, we can can talk about the high 
right. you know, word and philosophy of it. But the, the simple we can make it, like you said, the dumbbells and, right. you know, and, and how to, and resistance, you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, the only reason why a lot of time, well, not the only, but a primary reason why it doesn't feel good is because you don't have an answer because you have to now look for it. So it's the resistance is, is it's painful. It's it's you know it's it's got all these different emotions attached to it that are coming up for you because you haven't wrapped an understanding around it yet. So it's there to be like, how do you go create an understanding of it? You know, and and you brought it like even in its simplest form, like financial, right? Um, you know, um, I've seen this with with friends, family, whoever. It's like when you don't know enough about something, um, and in in like let's say your, your financial or something like that. Well, it's just because you haven't like fully dove into like understanding them more. Okay. Like what's your cash flow Like what's coming in each month? What's your budget? Like what's your, you know, um, you know, do you have any investments? No. Okay. Like if now that you know a little bit more about your cash flow, where would you like some of that money to go? Like, and you start doing all these things, you start playing around with it. Suddenly you feel empowered. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you're, 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 you're no longer playing victim to like the not knowing and the resistance of like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want this. Like, I don't, I don't know where to begin. I don't know this. And like, start. And then the understanding comes from the doing, which will then give you the peace of mind of like, oh, oh. And I also found that whew, the more we sit and think about something versus actually doing it, we make up a whole other story that didn't even exist. And you're like. I took seven months to do this one thing that could have taken me five minutes, but I was so worried that it was, you know, something so difficult and, and we, we, we can slow our progress it, versus taking the resistance as like, oh, I, there's something I need to understand. Like, let me just dive into it. You, you know, I, I gave a talk at uh, Arizona State University last year about the relationship with money. Mm. Um, and... Um, and, and you talk about money, and money is, a, you know, talk about relationship with the significant other, with right. business partner. If we want to do spiritual work, relationship with money is a great work to do. Right. To do some really deep right. um, work. <laughs> so Be, it is. Because we, you know, money was, was invent, uh, invented as a, as a measuring tool for right. exchange. I mean, it was just uh, mm -hmm. trying to simplify something. And we made it so complicated. Right. So we, you know, learn to measure ourselves by how much money we have in the bank, what car we have in the driveway, mm -hmm. how many cars we have in the driveway, um, where do we live, what kind of watch do we, I mean, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And, and you talk to students about goals and, you know, they want to finish this degree so they mm -hmm. can make so much money um, every year or, or they want to build uh, this or they want to live in a place that they want to really want to live in. And I, <coughs> I encourage myself and others to try and find ways to, to be clear with myself. How do I want to feel? Mm. No, not how, what's the right way to get there? You know, you, you, you had the, mm -hmm. the rabbi as a, as a guest and the, let God figure out the details. Yes. Uh, let, yes. let us just set the intentions and let them figure out the details because it may come easier than we think. Yes. Yeah. And so is with <laughs> answers to questions, right? So true. So, so we ask a question, uh, but we ask a question in many cases where we're not really willing and ready to hear the answer. Mm -hmm. And we fight. We, we try to break through the resistance rather than open up, relax, and let the answer come to you. And let the solution come to you. And it's a very different 
mindset than the mindset we're, you know, um, we live in and we grow up based in in the Western society. We we need to work hard, right? I mean, your your um, brand on your laptop is hustle. <laughs> you learn to hustle. Yeah. Why? I know. Can we just relax and mm-hmm. let it come? Mm-hmm. Is there is there such an option? Well, in 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 fairness, in fairness, <laughs> yes. Um, hustle. It was interesting. I when I first got into it was to redefine work, not grind. What I had discovered when I first started using um, like the hustle sold separately and um, hustle and deal flow magazine and all this stuff was. Um, the work hustle sold separately, the work we have to do for the things that we want in life, start with ourselves and our relationship to the things that we, you know, that, that, uh, resonate with our soul. You can't escape the work, you know, but yes, then hustle and grind <laughs> and all of these terms. I mean, this is eight years ago. All these terminology came out. I'm like, wait, wait, you all going to like burn out. Hold up a second. Hold up a second. And, and, um, but you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. The, the, that mentality in that context is chase mentality. What are we chasing? And why is it, why do we think that it has to be so hard? And I've, I've dealt with that. Like, why do we have, why do we think it has to be so hard? Maybe it doesn't have to be hard. Maybe the whole goal, maybe the, the not the hard, but maybe the work is really the, um, the surrendering and the tapping internally so you can get out of the way of the blessings that are really like, oh, it can, when you're intentional, um, with an intu- in, yeah. intuitive about what you, how you want to do things, then to your point and Rabbi's point, then, you know, let God worry about the details. So, yeah. so not just how you want to do things. How do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? Sorry. How do I want to Most feel? important. Most important. Not about, not about how, what do I want to do? How do I want to do it? Whatever. How do I want to feel? feel? And if, if I'm clear about how I want to feel, that that's where the clarity is because by by the way the emotions are our emotional intention i believe is the strongest gravity force that works on us Mm. probably strongest than the, the 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 physical gravity as we know it because we will end up feeling the way we want to feel so if we're you know, it's a very hard statement what I'm about to make, but if we <laughs> feel frustrated and angry, we invited that at some level. Yes. Right? Yes. So we wanted to feel frustrated and angry. Mm-hmm. Great. So <laughs> if that if that works so well for me, can I also invite something else? Right? So can I invite ease and joy and flow? Exactly. And can I and if I do, if I'm clear about that and I stay focused on that emotional intention and really stay open to it, it will come. I, I love when you put it that way because, you know, you get so many people that are like, uh, manifestation, manifestation. And I, I, I have no problem with the word, but I always say, well, it's a behavior and a feeling, <laughs> you know? And so, um, you know, versus, because sometimes you get people, like, you can manifest anything. I'm like, but do you know, like, from your core? But to exactly what you're saying, it's like, well, sometimes we bring things in a lot of times, all things, <laughs> we bring all things in, but um, we're bringing them in. And, and I think that's a hard reality for some people when they say like, well, you know, I didn't want this drama. I'm like, on some level, you did. Right. I know that that's hard to imagine because who would want drama? Right. But 
how, what are your thoughts, feelings, actions, emotions, all of it combined that are happening within the world that you are creating that is allowing that to be of that world and then validate those thoughts, feelings, actions, and emotions, right? So, so I, I don't want to get into religious conversations. I know right. you have some very high-level uh, spiritual leaders that I, I follow and love and very close to. Uh, but I believe that we are the creators. Mm, mm-hmm, yes. Right? We, we outsource. We use different you know, right. tools, but we are the yeah. creators. Yeah. And so if we are the creators and we're willing to own it and we're dealing with creative, we're cre- in creativity mm-hmm. 24-7, then everything that is in front of us, from this might, the water, the you know, mountains around us, the beauty, we created mm-hmm. at some level or another. If it's success as we interpret it, as if it's failure, resistance, whatever, however we experience things, mm-hmm. we created it. Mm-hmm. And we have the power to create something different. We tend to forget that. And it's true for business, it's true for, again, mm-hmm. any aspect of life, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so people, you can take it two ways, right? I mean, you can take it as an empowerment statement, and but if you choose to be the, you know, the creator, if you, but a lot of people, and we live in a society where it's easier to be the victim mm-hmm. and to say someone did that to me. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, that I'm the chairman of a company that. Um, does live events, uh, mm-hmm. equipment rental for live events. And we got hit really, really bad, 90% drop in revenues, um, you know, when COVID started. And it was like uh, a lot of companies in our business just disappeared overnight, um, really disappeared mm-hmm. overnight with the government stimulus and with everything. And we could all sit there and say, gee, we was a nice ride while it lasted. and." Uh, and ride into the sunset, and we didn't. We just—I uh, sent everybody the "Who Moved My Cheese" book, and mm-hmm. uh, and and, right. went and went to look for you know cheese elsewhere, and also set very clear intentions at all levels of the organization to the last employee in multiple languages. How do we create a different intention? And we're we're thriving. We mm. thrive throughout this. Mm-hmm. So so, and again, it, this is not a. Um, we we just live to the level of what we wanted to feel. That's that's what it turned into. I, I love that too. And the the creating um, we are the creator resonates very strong with me. Um, earlier this year, I remember having a conversation about this and this this idea of um, soul makes contract, the soul contract before coming here. You know, if we want to go down that route, and uh, you know, make several contracts and. Um, it has a, uh, it has, it's been traveling and it has relationships with different people. Um, and um, through a highly meditative experience that I had, we'll leave out the details, but <laughs> um, a journey, if you will, yeah. uh, realizing that, um, wow, like at the soul level, not the human level, the soul level, they're all working um, to return us home. And then what I realized is, how many of those instances I put there to remind myself. And I remember during this journey, I'm like, it's effing genius. <laughs> when you really think about at the soul level, like you're going to go to earth and you're going to forget some things. 
but you're going to have like a little trail of people and other souls to remind you. And I remember bringing this up at a spiritual retreat back east in February. And I, and I was saying this to the, one of the professors and he's like, that's partially it. Yeah. He's like, and your soul also knows in its present form, like in its present living, yep. your creator self knows what you need at any given moment to remind you who you are. You put that there. Right. And so what changed for me too was whenever I'm in front of situations or, or people, whatever you want to label it as, whether we're having a good experience or bad experience, whatever, I'm like, I put you there. <laughs> like my soul put you there. My this relationship, like my soul knew, like, you know what, these two need to come together. You know? Um and when you start looking at that, the like the possibilities of either at a at a small level of just not even I wanna hate to even use that word small, but like of learning something really great about yourself and how you handle something, to the possibilities of being endless of a relationship that 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 turns into, you know, creating together all kinds of other things too. So I, I, I've found that like, I like the idea of we're always creating and if we're intentional with, uh, if we're having a relationship with ourselves and knowing that we're always creating and that our soul is always kind of, you know, reminding us like, hey, like I put you there, I put that there. Do you see it? Do you see what's going on? We start to remove the, sometimes the emotional attachment and the ego one. be like, this mm-hmm. doesn't feel good at all. Like how dare you do this? <laughs> or, right. or I'm a victim of this and victim of that. And you start to go, hmm. There's something here. There's something going on here. I'm like, let me look through this a little bit. You know, and if we practice that enough, back to the Bruce Lee thing, if we practice that enough, mm-hmm. when those things are happening in the moment, over time, we get to be like, like instantly, like, ah, oh, yes, like I get it. Uh, you know, and we can, you know, expand even more so in those situations much faster as well as how we're helping the other individual in that interaction. So, right. but yeah, it's the creator part that really got to me early this year. So, so you know, we, we talked about the intentions um, being, being intentional. The, the other element of it is to be contextual. Yes. Right? So, we, Brené Brown speaks a lot about sense of belonging. Um, and, and, and one of her, I think one of her incredible books is uh, Brave in the Wilderness. Um, but I, I'm a junkie, so gift of imperfection, there to lead every one of them. Uh, you know, <laughs> really, even though she doesn't necessarily come from the pure spiritual, um, she comes from, from science and data and social work. Um, she really touches, uh, she is on that borderline. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I really love her body of work. But I go back to context. So when we, when when, you know, when we think about the Guidley's tagline is is never walk alone, mm-hmm. and there is there is mm. nothing to go back to yeah. because it's never we never left, yeah, and it's never gone. Okay. It's always here. Now so you ran up time, right? Yeah. Right. How how, right. how 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 down that rabbit hole do you want to go? <laughs> you want to go multiverse? I mean, we can. We yeah, can I do. I really yeah. do. I do. So, so, <laughs> so let's think about what happens right now in different. You know, I, I, I always when I talk multiverse, I say, let's think about what happens in the office right next door and mm-hmm. the people there and mm-hmm. the vibe and mm-hmm. the temperature, and let's go to the building next door mm-hmm. and then you know, countries, mm-hmm. continents you know, universes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just imagine, at least at this given moment, now collapsed at all, you know. Interstellar mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies just because it mm-hmm. it's ar- articulates and, dem- and demonstrates multiverse in a, the most beautiful way I've ever seen. 
Um, so, so the context of you know things is is also really important because it helps us interpret, you know, yes, what what's <coughs> happening, and it helps us put our intention also in a certain context. And we tend to, you know, I, I can tell you when I when I when my um, um, mind is being hijacked by my ego, then in many cases it is um, it is a story about um, I feel alone. Hmm. I'm, um, here I am dealing with it by myself or whatever, right? I mean that that story is so old in my in my book, and um, and when you think about it, we're never alone. And I'm never alone. I just need to remind myself that I'm not alone. That there is a whole universe of you know, human beings, spirits, myself. I mean, I'm never alone, really. But we we tend to think that, and we tend to get to the point where you know we experience rejection, or we mm-hmm. experience you know criticism, or whatever it is, or failure in business, and judgment by society, or and it, it so. Remembering the context of mm-hmm. us being, you know, a grain of sand on the longest, widest beach we can think of, or a drop of water, or however you want to contextualize that, and remember that we're just that. We play a really important role. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there is a, a, a rabbi, when I studied Kabbalah, a rabbi told me a story that I, uh, I, I loved and took, um, said if you, he, his rabbi went with him and a group of students on a on a on a beach and you know grabbed some sand and you know shed off most of it until the very last grain of sand stayed on his the palm of his hand and he said those who don't believe that this very grain of sand um, has you know supervision and support and you know is a total sinner and mm. it's so true you know, we get to those dark moments, dark places when we think, you know, I'm all by myself. There is nobody else. There is no, how am I going to get through this? Or, and, and it happens a lot in the past, you know, year and a half mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With, with people being stuck at home, losing their income, losing loved ones. And, you know, life as we know it is no longer the same. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about vaccines or you know all of the other controversy controversy <laughs> <laughs> topics, which is fun. You know, um, uh, I had I don't know if it was on a live, but I was talking about how some it was last year, and someone said, "How are you so calm through all this?" And I'm like, "Oh, I was like, well, first of all, um, this is my first rodeo." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, you all are experiencing it at a collective level." And I was like. Imagine I had to do it by myself eight years ago. I was like, I was like, now, and they're like, yeah, but you know, the collective, it, 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 it has more, you know, fire, if you will. It's so it's, it, it's a lot more energy. I'm like, that's fair. Yes. I was like, but imagine at an individual level, I'm like losing a loved one, losing income, losing a company, losing a home, losing all the attachments, everything, right? Only you're alone. So, not anybody else is really in it with me at that moment, you know, I was like, and all of the people who are seemingly a part of, you know, the system and happy go lucky. And they were watching from the outside or in the inside the matrix, but like they're watching from the outside and they go, 
Ooh, but you'll rebound. Okay, you'll be okay. Don't, good luck. But they don't have the context. And I said, yeah, I'm like, now you all have the context. Now the difference is, is that what I learned is, okay, at any given point in time, things can be taken away. Why are they being taken away? And I was like, and quite frankly, I asked for them. And thank God, thank God they were taken away because what was for me was far greater. And we don't understand that without context. It was the the talk about the context. Like we don't know until we're in it. I was like, now what's happening is um, some collective behavior over a much longer time period has finally come to the surface. And it's causing a friction amongst a lot of different things that were all kind of integrated, as you said, multiverse. I mean, you've got different things in different rooms, all like, but somehow energies that kind of commingled over a course of time and becoming built on that. And the people relying on much of that without seeing the layers. I was like, I was forced out. So um, I, in doing so, had to, you know, individually understand this. Now you all are at the same time doing the same thing. Haven't understand it. At least you can all relate. <laughs> at least you can all relate to each other. I'm like, and, and I came off of 2019 where I lost my, or my father passed. I don't say lost. My father passed. My uncle passed. Uh, one of my closest friends passed prematurely. He was shot. Like, uh, and, you know, um, a bunch of stuff changed with business. Like, all these different things. I'm like, 2019 was like, I was like, 2020 is a cakewalk. You know? <laughs> I was like, not really. But I was like, but I told him, I'm like, but you guys all witnessed it, me go through it publicly in front of you in right. 19. Right. I was like, so context is what allow, like, and I want to live that context in front of you guys so you can understand, like, look, it happens to all of us. And, and um, you don't think it can happen until it happens. And the blessing here is that it's just happening to everybody collectively at a much massive level that is hopefully forcing you into questioning areas you hadn't previously questioned. So, so two words comes to me as I listen to you. One yeah. is compassion. Very I, much. I feel like I want to get up and hug you. <laughs> Very you know. much. Thank you. Um, it must have been really difficult. Yeah. It must have been really difficult. Yeah. And, and, and when you go through your own motions, it's not about what the next door neighbor goes through. No. Uh, it doesn't help that somebody else have COVID or it doesn't mm-hmm. help that somebody else has mm-hmm. lost a loved one or... It's you're in your own pain, yeah. so yeah. I feel your pain, Matt. And yeah. I, 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 thank you. Kudos to the journey you've done, and uh, yeah. I'm sure you've processed a lot of grief and uh, maybe even anger on those who left you and uh, still with you. But uh, you know, um, I will say, like, but in the moment you don't always understand it, but then it becomes your greatest blessing. And 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 for fairness, for everybody listening. I'm giving the experience of how I experienced it because I am way like even in the situation that was pretty rough. uh, Like if I go back to eight years ago, it was not as bad as like bad, like in terms of context for other people and in other countries, right? right? In other other situations. And I was quasi prepared (laughs) because that's also the person in me, you know, for prepared just more so, you know, in certain avenues of my life, whatever. But, but yeah, to, to, to have a lot of different things removed all at the same time. That was why I was able to give that compassion to write back to people because I'm like, well, I, I get what you're going through. I have empathy. Right. I know exactly what you're going through. And even though I preached this stuff for about eight or nine years online, I'm like, it wasn't for an I told you so moment. It was for a, like, 
I want you to understand it. And now that you're understanding it, I'm also here for you. I also can hold the space because I get it. I totally get it. So, right. you know, and we learn our own stuff along the way in the journey. Uh, all right. So go ahead. So, so the other word that yes, came yes. to me, so the, the first word was, was compassion, compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you know, for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Being able to, uh, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of uh, uh, compassion cultivating uh, training right now with uh, one of our guides. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, really uh, powerful teaching that comes out of Stanford, by the way. Um, the other word that came to me was uh, curiosity. Mm. Like, as we go through the motion, yeah. can we stay curious to what is unfolding? Yes. Uh, rather than be focused on mm, how bad it is or wh- how bad can it turn into mm-hmm. or whatever. Just being curious, how is that serving me? How is that it for is. me? And that's the interpretation piece, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's just even without mm-hmm. interpretation, just staying curious. What's going to, let's see how this turns out, yeah. right? Let's see how this unfolds. Let's see what, mm-hmm. you know, mm, who knows, maybe, maybe, you know, something interesting that I cannot expect right now mm. will happen. And let's put aside the good, bad, indifferent. Just let's see what happens. Stay curious. And we're so, we like certainty. Certainty gives us confidence yes. illusion the illusion of confidence and being mm-hmm. in the being in the staying in that curious uh, mode is so you know we're just not trained right we mm-hmm. don't we don't lift weight of curiosity when we grow up like okay let's stay you know we don't do cold plunges and stay mm-hmm. curious and see how what what would another minute mm-hmm. feels like right i mean mm-hmm. what would another so two things that came up for me there um, the relationship between curiosity and uncertainty. And I'll, I'll, I'll riff a little bit, but um, you're absolutely right about the curiosity. What got me out of that, because it was a very interesting time, but it was the curiosity that led me, um, the curiosity coupled with humility. Mm. Because um, then I was able to, I was so, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> actually that part, my heart was completely wide open. So I went to a rabbi or two, and then I went to um, healers, and I went, to, and I was so innately curious to know myself at a deeper level and the universe at large. Like I want, like I, I, I like when one thing happens, sometimes we don't question it. Maybe two, sometimes we don't question it. When you see a string of things happen, that's curious for me. Like, ooh, why is there like a string of things? That's, you know, that's multi-level, right? Uh, multi, like there's, there's, a, there's a beautiful message in there. And so the curiosity for me, like, thank God I'm naturally curious, but that's what that came up is it was the seeking of, there's a string of things here and I'm the common denominator. Let's find out why. How do we get here? So is that, now the thing I was going to say about uncertainty is, I believe that a lot of people are making current decisions in general, or, or making making current decisions, mm-hmm. or you know, or even what they're experiencing in the last year and a half, even with you know the fear of losing things or death and all these things is, you fear uncertainty. Because you might have had a false sense of security. And so, uncertainty is a beautiful thing, when paired with curiosity, and intention. Because then, you know, 
you're not trying to control, sweep under the rug, not lean in and deal with things. Um, you know, and if you're solely relying on external factors for that false sense of security, that foundation can, you know, wane at any moment. And so if you can learn to say, okay, you know what, um, this doesn't necessarily feel right. So I would rather, you know, what is it about if I leave this thing or if I lose this job or if I do any of these things and I'm dealing now, like, let's be honest. It's like, okay, so you're living in an uncertain, you don't know what happens, what comes next. Right. And that's scary. But what can come next is what do you want to come next? And there's a curiosity. Like what, like what would you ideally like to do? And why are you? Af- and then it can lead to a series of questions like, okay, so, and then is it that you'll be starting from the beginning? And what does that look like to your so-called friends? Did you have the right friends? And, you know, so I do think that the spiral of, of, of questions come for a lot of people and that's also like ooh, like is it going to be a lot of work and that's why i was telling people i'm like in the beginning yeah it, well it's always a lot of work but there's that expression um you know the um uh um uh, what is it what is it um um things don't get easier you just get better hmm. because you're able to just kind of navigate so much because you know as we get older i mean obviously things can get more complex than when you're a child <laughs> you know they don't get easier but if you really are doing the work it could get better and so i i tell people embrace uncertainty with curiosity yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm still uh, a little uh, <laughs> irritated with the better and worse and uh, i feel like it's uh, just a perspective we oh have, yeah 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 we have we have um <clears throat> you know when i talk about leadership one of the things i mm-hmm. i um, encourage leaders to um, develop in themselves is the ability to move in different altitudes. Mm-hmm. So, so being able to be to fly very low, mm-hmm. uh, ground level almost, um, to the level that they can be in the trenches with their mm-hmm. troops or with their you know field uh, workers, as well as to you know get to manager's level at ten thousand feet. Board level, 30,000 feet, shareholders, 40, you know, maybe. And then allow themselves for, you know, from time to time to fly to 60,000 to 100,000 feet and get a bigger, bigger perspective Mm. of what they're doing in that context. Yeah. Um, and, And the ability to get to change your perspective on the same thing and think about you know a conflict that we're in, and if you can really elevate you yourself to a thousand feet, ten thousand feet, you, when you get to a hundred thousand, assuming that's spirit level, I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever, something. What con- what conflict? What are we right? Talking? What what, what, what was that? What what was that about? Yeah. S- so insignificant. Absolutely. So minuscule. So Absolutely. Right in the grand stream of things, but the ability to elevate yourself to that situation or to, to the next one because you're so, you know, the, the dynamic you're in. And, and but, but that's a muscle that I mm-hmm. encourage entrepreneurs and leaders to develop to be able to elevate mm-hmm. um, to different altitudes so that they can, we can have different perspective on the circumstances that we, because we tell ourselves stories, right? And Absolutely. Say, oh my God, right. this is horrible. I lost this client. I lost this whatever key employee, or mm-hmm. or my boss doesn't like me, or whatever it is, right? And we get you know worked up about something, and it's 
then we share it with somebody else and it's you know multiplied by <laughs> you know 200 and somebody if he's a good friend um, as we want to think of it right he says oh my god I would leave that job right away and I think that's that's a relationship you gotta you know run as fast as you can or what right I mean and that's that's a way of our friends to show support yeah and then you then you keep multiplying that and it becomes a big story you know uh, luckily my circle um, won't necessarily they they they're like rabbis but they're not um, but they're <laughs> like what role did you play yeah they, they like when it comes to advice it's actually the opposite of like yeah you should do that it's like what role did you play right or how is it for you exactly how is that exactly yeah. and um and i love it i love the people i'm around and i and it keeps expanding but i love the people you know so you brought it up and i, I actually really resonated with me when you were talking about you know when you're irritated about the the, the better or the this and that. yeah i get it because um, and, you know, they, I forget which um, spiritual modality, but they talk about like, you know, there is no good or bad. Mm -hmm. There's just an interpretation of how you're feeling in any given situation. But there is, no, we, we attach our, an emotion to an outcome and interpret it. And that's our experience. And then that becomes our narrative. And that's what we carry. But so, they're really, oh, go ahead. So, so in yoga, there are, you know, I think seven levels of enlightenment. I, mm -hmm. I kind of erased the books from my head, but uh, I think there are seven. <laughs> And I think, I think six or whatever that is, um, there is a phase that is called neti neti. Mm. Neti neti is not here nor there. There is not good nor bad. There is no right or wrong. There is no mm -hmm. black or white. There is no, and and we grow up in a society that is so divisive, and so mm -hmm. and whether it's you know male female black white um, you know Asian. Caucasian, right? I mean, it's like you keep trying to divide and, and communities and, and create uh, divisiveness and polarity that really, we think it helps us put people in boxes, but it really doesn't. Yeah. And we don't see the person in front of us. Mm -hmm. We just don't. We see them for the labels that we associate them with. And exactly. and we just, yeah. yeah. So, and, I, and I've, I'm, by the way, I'm, we all are. Um, I, 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 I own it. I mean, right? I've been programmed yeah. for so many years. I'm. Yeah. I'm uh, we all. I, are. I need my daughters to show me, uh, remind me. Oops, uh, mm. you just. Uh, I said, okay, right. We got it. Mm. Thank you. This is incredible. We're we're almost almost at. We're not quite the record for number yet. We're about an hour and twenty. Oh. That was fast. Right? Oh. I know, right? Oh. I I told I I, wow. I tell <laughs> people don't always believe it. I'm like sure. the conversations are, are you know. And by the way, the audience listens all the way through. It's incredible. Wow. I mean, I'm not at Joe Rogan time yet. You know, <laughs> the three hours and thirty minutes. But you know, you're twelve maybe. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, this is incredible. And, you know, um, real quick, where can like what do you have coming up next that maybe you want to talk about and like, what's going on maybe godly or, or anything else that you have going on that's just really exciting for you right now. So, so you know, Godly is really my my big passion right now. Yeah. As, uh, as you know, I mean, I feel Good like timing. it's a it's a definitely. I, we see a lot of people in need uh, for help. You know, with trauma healing, with grief, with purpose, finding purpose. Um, you know, relationship, money issues, um, and uh, and we feel so privileged to be taking calls from people and matching them with guides that can truly, truly help them. I mean, we had uh, recently, um, you know, a client that was um, dealing with some physical illness mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, we, Shannon matched um, 
that lady with, uh, with one of our guides and in a matter of very short period of time transformed her, like really in, in ways that, you know, nobody can physically explain, but, you know, virtually from remote, not yeah. even. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I'm very passionate about it and I'm excited about it and guidely.com and uh, uh, schedule yourself. Uh, we, we still have that program of free concierge sessions. Uh, so uh, use it while, while it's free. We're excited that we're going to be launching a new program for for a, a virtual retreat uh, that nice. we're starting in October that uh, is going to be really exciting. Uh, still in the works, so I'm not uh, quite yet announcing, but uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll be more than happy to present your audience. Absolutely. Uh, when, when the time is right. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of uh, fun stuff uh, happening. Well, you beat me to the punch, but I, I say this to uh, every guest. It's a journey-driven podcast, mm. which means you're very much still on the journey. So oh. every guest is always invited back on. And you heard me, as I said to, to Rabbi, every every guest is always invited back on. Um, whether it's, you know, a couple months from now, six months from now, a year from now, but it, you know, <laughs> we all know everything changes from pretty much minute to minute at this point, but, <laughs> but yeah. you know, um, and we can dive into any number of topics, whether, um, the progression of godly or just the progression of the soul yeah. <laughs> or humanity yeah. as a whole. But, um, you know, I, I know that the audience really appreciates these kind of conversations and like the, this, the, the type that allow them to also think critically like huh, like where am I at and all this and how can I use this so it was yeah. really helpful having you on man I appreciate th you th thank you I appreciate that it was fun to have this conversation definitely stimulating questions and right a lot of good things came out absolutely so absolutely so every everybody listening um, you know thank you uh, you know for Amir being on on the show you can check out guidely.com g-u-i-d-e-l-y okay guidely.com you can check them out you'll find them um from there, you can go to, you know, their socials and anywhere else, but, but go there first. Um, if you need anything, you know, uh, Shannon's awesome, by the way, I've met Shannon, um, and literally it's a human. Don't worry. It's a co-founder behind <laughs> like, it's like literally she, going to take, you know, you, you know what you, her title is. No, she is our chief sparkling officer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so there, so, so she I, is a, yeah. definitely a chief sparkler. Yeah. And she, and, it, but, and the reason, and I tell this to the audience right now, like, this is important because like, um, I would say too, that being just genuinely involved, you know, I know it's easy for a lot of people to just like they like, and I have an automation business, but I love automation, automation for optimization, not and personalization, not to lose it. And right. so Shannon's bought, like, sh you can go there and you can book and she'll, you know, she'll get on the phone with you and yeah. actually <laughs> talk with you and find out, you know, what are you really needing? And you guys in a time like this right now too, um, do it. <laughs> it's basically like I'm just going to tell you guys right now so guidely.com and you guys you'll see it in the show notes as well but you know me I always put it up on my wall and I'm always guiding you guys through some really cool you know services and products and things like that so um, so you'll see that on the wall or you can just DM me and ask me any other questions and I'll, I'll guide you and do like a, a, a text to um, you know Shannon or, or to Amir you know so um Appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, really appreciate Thank that. You. Uh, it's beautiful. Thank you. You know, Friday, it's a special high holidays for, for us uh, Jewish people and uh, mm -hmm. really good time for reflection and, uh, and integration and mm -hmm. setting intentions. Oh, yeah. Um, so thank yeah. you for for allowing it uh, during this time. It's Absolutely. Beautiful. That's a, it's perfectly well timed. And with you two back to back. Just get my misfits out of the way. You know? <laughs> big, 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 shoes to, big shoes to step into. You, you, know, uh, you guys are sure. incredible. 
Uh, so for everybody listening, um, really appreciate you guys. Thank you again for all the, the feedback. Um, please continue to do so. The five-star ratings very much help on Apple. Um, but just you even tuning in and then also DMing me and texting me, I really appreciate it as well. Um, you know, uh, if you guys have any questions, you can reach out at any time, you know, um, and, uh, you know, continue to be a part of this journey. We are a community. We're constantly growing. Uh, I love you guys and we're out.